Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another, yes, the season's over, but we keep going. Another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. And of course, Ryan, see you. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Wayne. Happy to have the other one with us this week. Yes, I'm very happy. He's here. He said he's alive. Those were his first words to me as he opened his eyes. Sean Iman, what's up, Sean? Uh, The three of us are not hitting the transfer portal. We're not no, we are not. <laughs> I mean, other offers on the table. I mean, we're worried about you getting transferred somewhere else, Sean. But before we get into, <laughs> here, here, and that's all that matters. But um, of course, the transfer portal hitting us. It feels like a year ago, two years ago. Um, you know, and Shevin, um, who knows how long it was the year ago? Right? I don't even remember now. It just seemed like forever. Two years ago, twenty twenty-one. Two years ago, yes. Shevin, you know, left, and now. The starting quarterback is entering the portal again. So we'll talk about what that means. We'll talk about what, you know, you know, uh, Matthew Shipley. Wow. Uh, we'll talk about all of that. Um, but also, you know, uh, Sean will give his his final report card for the year. So we can look back and appreciate a year one last time. And also, um, you know, talk about just where, I mean, we're going to have so much to talk about just since the last game that has affected this team. Um, and like we said, the offseason was going to be something the coaches had to win. They have to win the offseason um, to be successful next year, especially within our conference, especially with a bunch of new coaching moves. We're going to talk about that. Um, Wyoming coach retired. We talked about to him. We talked about him with a lot of parents and, and fans, uh, Ryan and I. They brought up Craig Bull a lot. Um, he retired. He was there for 10 years, which is crazy. Okay. Um, South Dakota State won national championships there. Went to Wyoming and was um, I, there. He was like sixty and sixty, I saw. So he was literally five hundred, but four bowl games in the last five years, which is pretty impressive. But it seemed like everybody was ready to move on from him, um, despite the pretty good season that they had again this year. Um, but what does that mean for the conference as well? Bronco Mendenhall is coming back. I mean, I, I really like Bron- Bronco. He's a good guy. One time he even. Donated his points to me when I went to eat with my friend Carrie. Shout out Carrie, who was his um, his assistant at um, at BYU football. So I gotta. Uh, but Broncos coming back. He played in New Mexico, so it makes sense that you go to New Mexico. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was a he did play there. Um, but it would make sense. Maybe he, he was did. A defensive I, coordinator. Too. No, he was there. Yeah, but he was there before yeah. he has size, and that makes sense. Um, um, go to at hi sports fans if you're on Instagram. If you're on the X, but especially Instagram, because we want to take advantage of those reels and videos and show you all the cool things that we're doing. And yes, it's, you know, um, just humbug sometimes to download extra apps. But Instagram is worthwhile, I'd say. And for everyone, it's pretty simple and straightforward. But at HI Sports Fans, even if you just open Instagram to go to at HI Sports Fans, please do that. Uh, but that's our drop um, because, you know, we have the NFL playoffs coming up. Uh, we also have... Playoffs. Playoffs. We're talking playoffs here. Um, and, you know, um, this past week, of course, I was at another Rams game. So we have Rams at SoFi. Rams might sneak into the playoffs as well somehow. 
Um, but you know, it's um, another if your year enough. Is better than ours. <laughs> well, you know, Shai <laughs> sports fans though, it, everyone's chance is a to, is a good one to go to the Super Bowl. And of course, like it's not easy to predict if your team's going to make it. And to be honest, when I went to my first Super Bowl, 2015, um, it was a 2014 season. I didn't think the Chiefs were ever going to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't think that it was going to happen. I I literally in my life did not think the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is, was I don't even barely in high school out of high school. I think at that time, um, or no, he was at Texas Tech, I guess already. But um, and I was happy when the Chiefs drafted him. I was happy they threw it, you know, because that was the trend. I didn't know Mahomes was going to be this transcendent, but the trend was obviously a, a good quarterback. But anyways, that's not the point. You never. The point is, you never know when your team will make it. But you also, you know, don't want to wait because Super Bowl tickets just tend to get more expensive. They just do. And at Hawaii Sports Science, obviously, we try to make it as cheap as possible. But go check out our video from last year about how to buy Super Bowl tickets. If you don't want to come with us, you are encouraged to go and do it on your own because it's a great memory. Um, it's, it's very expensive. I'm not going to front. I mean, even for people who are buying face value, you know, they, they don't expect to spend, you know, a thousand dollars on the cheapest ticket. And, you know, that's just the reality of the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, you, if you could spend a thousand dollars, you'd buy five tickets right now. Believe me, just going, just what the going market is. Um, but you know, that, like I said, is a reality, but if you're a huge NFL fan, if you want to have that experience, you have that moment. I mean, I felt that moment so many times and I was, I, in, in, you know, the, one of the best sports moments in my life, obviously seeing the chiefs win Super Bowl 50, uh, for, uh, 54, but also, you know, pretty sucky moments seeing them lose Super Bowl 55. So, you know, and it's not like I get free tickets myself or even get face value. I have to hustle to try and get the best, whatever market rate I can get. And I do that for, um, you know, help clients do that as well, you know, and that's something that's, um, valuable. I think, uh, when it comes to something that can be predatory, like, the Super Bowl because it's a very difficult ticket. Um, so hisportsfans.com, just just make sure you're following us. We'll have more. Uh, there's going to be a, uh, a a website kind of uh, change up and a freshen up. And I'm just appreciative of the word of mouth because people's positive experiences with Hawaii sports fans. Um, you know, this past year we had a very successful Black Friday deal, which several, several people took advantage of. And you know, it's not easy for people to just write a blank $2,500 check or send that to somebody. But, you know, I'm grateful that people know that the value that Hawaii sports fans brings is much, much more than that. And they can trust me with that. But we better cue Ante <laughs> because it's time for Sean's report card. <clears throat> Sorry. Go, Sean. Talk up. Go, Sean. Wow. Give us your report card. You're the All one right. that should be coughing, Sean. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Season-ending Rainbow Warrior report card. So I took all the grades from all the games, and I averaged them together, and this is what I got. So for offense, D. Defense, D. Special teams, C. And coaching, D. So, you know, we went 5-8. Five and eight. We started slow but finished strong. Uh, offensive player of the year, I have Stephen McBride. Defensive player of the year, I have Isaac Tufaga, Special Teams Player of the Year, Matthew Shipley. Offensive Play of the Year, I have the Pofele Ashlock 26-yard touchdown pass from Shager for a 17-0 lead at Nevada. Defensive Play of the Year, I had the Mekki Pay 32-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown versus Air Force Academy. And the Special Teams Play of the Year was Shipley's 52-yard boomer 
as time expired against Colorado State on senior night. Uh, top newcomer, offense, Pofele Ashlock. Couldn't be anybody else, and I pray to God that he stays. Uh, top newcomer defense, Elijah Palmer. He had a couple interceptions, 20-something yeah. tackles. Yeah. Um, and I turn to you guys. What's the bigger loss, Raiden Shager or Matthew Shipley? Well, you know, I'm going to start with this real quick. I was just looking through Steven's eyes tweets. He said, according to him, Papeli Ashlock is absolutely remaining with Hawaii football. That was quoted about five hours ago. Okay. So, so was that, Shager last week. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. I'm just saying right now, and this isn't throwing anyone under the bus because, you know, we both, all three of us are, you know, we're great with Steven Sion. It's just, that's what he tweeted, and that's what Papeli Ashlock apparently said. So we'll see how that goes. It's still, you know, we still have about a month left with uh, this transfer portal period. Um Honestly, I'm going to say Shipley's a bigger loss. Uh, you know, I think that with, and, you know, we're going to talk about it more as we go on. We've got some, you know, a couple of solid guys coming in at quarterback. And, you know, for us with the kicking game, you know, that's, it's a big deal when you're, especially when you're in offense and you're saying, Hey, I can kick a 50 yard field goal, you know, maybe probably 55. I, I wouldn't say 60 is his limit, but when you have that kind of leg, um, you know, it's it's a big deal, especially when you're, you know, creating your offensive schemes. Uh, you know, I don't know who else is on. I think, you know, Ben Falk is staying on, so I don't know if he's going to switch to place kicking or not or if we have anyone else on the roster right now. Uh, but to me, I think Shipley's a bigger loss. Well, before we go into that conversation, because Sean's trying to ask the questions now or something. No. Uh-oh. Good job, Sean. <laughs> uh, we need to go back and look at this report card. I mean... <clears throat> oh, okay. I mean... I, I think it's pretty accurate for the most part. It's a little harsh, I think. <laughs> but I also think that um, for a reason, you know, I think that, you know, giving a D to me, that's like you totally underperformed. Um, so that's fair. I, I mean, I wasn't expecting us to win five games. So I'm, you know, to me, <laughs> I, I'm at least at a C level for everything, at least for, and I would say like, I don't think, and I don't think that's, high praise either i don't i'm not giving them high praise i'm just saying like you did pretty good for what what was you know what you were supposed Mm -hmm. to and we ended with a nice ribbon on top um but i'm not i'm not saying it's not fair i don't know ryan i mean what do you think about that he said d offense d defense d coaching c special team c i mean we did have a block punt which was pretty cool um (laughs) against albany um we did have two against albany two game winning field goals this year you know yeah um uh yeah i mean i think that you know what what sean did it makes sense right because it's an average so you know you're taking his actual grades but yeah i would probably say that we are you know i'd say above average like a a c plus for a lot of these areas uh you know it's really hard to gauge some of you know your game to game momentum at times when it comes to grades right uh but yeah i i think that like you said we I wouldn't say five and eight is exceeding expectations, but above average just by a tad. Yeah, by a tad. You know, I mean, uh, Timmy exceeded yeah. mine. I mean, I, yeah. and I think it's just to be fair to Timmy. And I, like I said, our our grievances that we have towards the program, not really towards Timmy or what he came. It may be towards That's the cool. fact that he was a little bit naive when he stepped into it. Uh, maybe the timeouts. Timeouts. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. No, I mean, like we said, Timmy probably leads the, the country in third quarter 
called timeouts, but um, or first you know, quarter, yeah, <laughs> or first quarter. I mean, but first quarter is not as bad. Third quarter, you're like, we yeah. definitely are going to need that. We need those. Like he's learning. He's really learning on the mm-hmm. job, and the learning mm-hmm. curve is um, you know pretty steep right now. But he's able to you know what you know week to week, even with Shager, he he really made that tra- transition. And you know when you're an athlete, you know what that is, or when you're a piano player, or you play any instrument, you know, or when you do anything, right? When you're playing kendama, whatever, you know, you know when that moment happens, right? When it clicks and it's like easy. You're like, oh, why would I struggle with this for so long? It's like surfing or something, you know? And for Shager, it was like that too, right? Shager and Chang, they're like, why is this job so, oh my gosh, I should do this. Or, you know, it takes, they were given, you know, on-field experience. And that's why last week we said, is it fair to say we demand, demand even, maybe I didn't use the word demand, <laughs> but I said, is it fair to expect a bold game next year? You know, and we said, yes, I, we all agreed that it's fair. Even so, mm-hmm. our schedule is really difficult next year. And yeah. I don't know if we can get, I don't know if we're going to get to five even. And it's going to be like, is it going to be fair? You know, I think we're really going to have to judge Coach Chang again on a lot of little tests, you know, um, because he may not make it to that bowl next year. It doesn't mean that we have to throw in the towel on him. It just means like, what is UH going to do? And now this is a huge test, obviously, but I think, you know, if, um, you know, well, we'll talk well, about that, you know, but go for it. Sean. Well, they'll have to make a decision at that point because he would have just one year remaining on his contract. So, and he'll be a kind of a lame duck head coach, which is hard to recruit when you only True. have the one year mm-hmm. left. So, true, true, true. And uh, I think, yeah. I, th- I, I thought Shager was going to lose his job around game six or seven. And, you know, to his credit, he continued to grind. They, they got better. Uh, he even ran the ball. So, and that's the thing. I, and not to cut you off, that's what I meant by the get it part, the click it part. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the game was starting to finally get slow for Shager that he was like, I don't know. He felt more confidence in his running, even though it wasn't like in his running ability. It wasn't that his coaches and his and his um, you know fellow his teammates were encouraging him to do that, right? Saying like sometimes the defense is overcommitting on everybody else because they expect you to throw or they expect you to hand it off. That you know you got it. You got a solid ten yard gain. You know, like it's like when Mahomes, you know, knows that everybody's going to do that. He he sets it up so that to make it look like he's not going to run, but he knows that he's given like 40 yards. He'll take it, but he's quick. <laughs> and that's the thing. Holmes isn't that quick, but I mean, he also is smart enough to see that. And Shager was smart enough to start to read that. And that takes a while. And you know, the thing is, I feel like he got this on the job training now and he's going to be able to use it somewhere else. But, and that's something we can talk about as well. It's like, well, um, but in, in all honesty, he's, he's a bad match for the run and shoot. He, he is not, a run and shoot type quarterback. So, I mean, he he was efficient enough in this offense. Um, but I mean, maybe this is the best for for both parties. You know, maybe he'll be able to go back to Texas or somewhere closer to home and and play out his senior year in front of his family and friends. So, well, we can get back to the Matthew Shipley versus Shager thing, but with Shager, we're going to talk about Shager versus Shipley in terms of how difficult it is to replace either one. It's pretty hard to replace a, a quarterback, obviously. They're like the most important player on the field, but also a kicker isn't that easy, even at the college level. I mean, oh. you know, I mean, we are lucky to have some really good kickers. We have one that's still in the NFL right now, but, you know, the yeah. thing is like, 
it would be demeaning to Matthew Shipley to say that he's not a big loss because of just how great he was this past year. Um, the thing that's weird to me, and we can talk about this. I mean, maybe this is next. And I'll start with you, Sean. Um, reasons, because you brought up Shipley, um, you know, having his reasons, because these are both guys that are obviously going to be starters next year. They weren't going to really lose their jobs. I won't say obvious for Shager, because he was going to, we were expecting Alejado to come in and compete, but also we know that Coach Chang has been very devoted, loyal, to, yes, loyal to mm-hmm. Shager. So, you know, I think you're right. This could be a, a so-called blessing in disguise for both. And you know, that, but at the same time, though, do the reasons make sense for you? What? Who makes more sense for you? I'll ask you that question: Shager or Mick Shipley? I. I think both make sense. Uh, I think Shipley is going to go up. He'll probably get like a big 12 offer. So there'll be NIL money. Whereas I think Shager kind of sees the writing on the wall and he just wants to be closer to home. So, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, my Matt, you're right. That does make sense. Sean, <laughs> the NIL money. No, because a power five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go Ryan. You go Ryan. But you're right. You made a good point, Sean. And I'm glad I listened. So thank you. What were you saying? Oh, no, I mean, I, I could have seen that with, you know, Shipley. It's like there's something else on a P5 level and maybe it's not just NLI. It's just getting that exposure of, hey, I'm playing <laughs> six, seven, eight games on a national TV scale. That's not, you know, Fox Sports or CBS Sports Network. They're on actual, you know, ESPN or, you know, any of the big broadcasts. And, you know, if, if that's his goal to get to the next level, you know, that's kind of what you got to do. Granted, you know, like we said, we have no idea if he has some kind of offer, right? And yeah, he may. True, true. You yeah. know, um, but yeah, it's just you know, for him, I think it, it's it's a very different situation. You know, he's looking for, you know, maybe he's looking for a better kicking coach. You know, maybe true. he's looking for, hey, this is a special teams guy that has worked with kickers and made it to whoa, the NFL, whoa, whoa. and that's where I want to go next. Um, Ride or die. Yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been fielded by Zoa for like the last two years now. Okay. So, so the thing about Shipley, like I see him as a like pro prospect, like seriously. But like, okay, okay, him. let's talk about that. Okay. Jason Elam. But let's talk about in. that. Jason Elam yeah. went to Hawaii. Jason Elam went yeah. to freaking UH, and that's mm-hmm. my point. When it comes to care, the only point that makes sense is if. He has an NIL deal. That's the only point that makes sense. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Because they will find you. We just, we talk every week on television, we see Tyreek Hill went to D2. We see Max Crosby played at Eastern Michigan. We're seeing all these guys, they, they're found. Yeah. They're going to get found. Like, I, I just don't like this idea that it, it, it's just such a fallacy. Like, now with NIL money, yes. Of course, like seeing Utah players drive a freaking truck, all every single one of them. <laughs> like okay, that's like next level. Like I would only want to be on starters, bra. Was it only the starters? No, I thought only it was the starters. Like okay, no, it's yeah. only. How the can starters, you determine yeah. the starters though? Like that could change game to game. <laughs> no, but seriously, like you would be a starter if you're a starting kicker, though. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's what I'm saying. Like you're. That's the best point, Sean. Is that there's nil money, but I can't. I can't deal with. I can't deal with. I'm getting more exposure. I don't like that argument anymore. Like I really don't at any level. Like. Believe me, getting more looks at this level, especially when you're, especially with like McBride, right? Like we helped him a lot. He's, you know, like you named him the offensive player of the year and he probably was Sean. And the fact is like, 
he, you know, was somebody that Shager could rely on. Obviously, he had Ashlock too, is a solid, mm-hmm. you know, another guy that you could say. Complimentary, but, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, it really helps McBride to come to UH and get a fresh start, but also be the man, be our best guy. Yeah. From the mm-hmm. first game from Vanderbilt, we're like, who's this? Wait, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy on our team? You know, and that's the kind of guys that UH can can get. And that is my point that I've been saying this whole show. That can turn around Coach Chang in an instant. And but, he doesn't have but, to be mm-hmm. Coach Prime. It's obviously easier for Coach Prime. But I'm saying, like, that's the transfer portal is going to hurt us, but it's also going to help us if it's played right. And also the transfer portal is also very contagious. Once people start to leave, it mm-hmm. seems like more people start to leave. It makes it easier. Whereas we didn't really have this problem last year. Not too many people transferred. It was like True. Timmy kept it yeah. real, real tight. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably just some dissension more this year than we did last year. Mm-hmm. So. so, can I throw out something real quick, by the way? And I know that you weren't there for this, Wayne, but Sean was called the coach before the season started. It last year before the season started, I was talking to Timmy Chang, and I was like, "Hey, I think our idea was it's the money ball where you're getting your second, third, and fourth string players from your P five schools to come to Hawaii where they can start, and that's kind of how I envisioned us growing a team." Yeah. Just wanted to throw it out there, you know, with people like McBride. But, you know, that's like you're saying, that was perfect for him. You know, he wasn't he didn't get to play a ton of Kansas and then found a great spot. And, and you know, being our, our number one here. But the, yeah. that's the thing is that same rationale works for the guys who are already P5 who may right. need new life at FBS at mid-major or even FCS. That's the same rationale to get more looks. To go to the NFL. That's my point. And that's the thing that's really crazy yeah. that we're like, oh, we have to go up. Like, no, I think like Darius Musa, like going to UCLA isn't up on going to UH. I'm sorry. There's no offense to UH, but it's freaking UCLA. Um, and second of all, it's like, yeah, you're playing in the Rose Bowl. You're playing in LA. It's different. Like life is different. Like mm-hmm. to me, UCLA, Stanford even makes sense. Even if they're not great as a team, but you know, it's Stanford. Come on. Um, you know, or Berkeley or something. But you don't have to wait. You can just get mad and jump into the portal or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the thing is, like, that is something for little kids, which they are children, you know, who are 20 and 21, 22. Like, they don't really have the perspective, really. And, you know, even though, like, to be honest, like, I didn't get along with my coach, but I would never think about leaving. I just thought about, like, how I was going to deal with my coach. Like, and that's not saying that's the only issue, but I'm saying, like, I think that's something that's fair to say that. You know, that maybe Shipley and Shager both felt they didn't fit within the brotherhood anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. but I also see Shager as wanting to be closer. His grandparents, I've met them at New Mexico. Um, his mom, I met her over the phone three years ago during the pandemic uh, when she wanted to my help to talk to Gover- Governor Ige and to help petition the office when I told her she should petition the athletic director mm-hmm. instead because he should have advocated for the parents to get into the games during the pandemic. Cause it wouldn't have been that hard at every school in division one is doing it every school. Okay. And governor Ige was not going to be at the gate, like telling people, he probably doesn't even know how to get to TC Ching on his own. I don't even know. Um, so like, let's be honest, but, um, anyways, you know, like that makes sense to me. Well, Shipley. Yeah. He, maybe then he made his, well, I mean, uh, we'll have to see where he goes is where I want to say, right. With Shipley, like we just have to mm-hmm. see where he goes. Right. And, with Shager, I mean, Shager made his mark. He's what now top five? He top five for yards, and so mm-hmm. I mean, I I appreciate him, and I wish him the best of luck. Uh, but 
you know, he, he's never been my favorite, but he was for a half of the first game he's of the season. He's never been my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think what a lot of, you know, obviously we talk about our Warrior Nation Facebook group too, and I think what a lot of people are forgetting is that, you know, these guys were Todd Graham recruits. They were yeah. Texas recruits, yeah, yeah. both of them from the Dallas area. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what they were brought in for. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of, you know, terms that we'll throw out, you know, people calling them traitors and whatnot. But, I mean, these guys stuck it out through Graham. Yeah. They stuck it out through Chang. They easily could have left a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. You know, you got four years out of both guys. So, yeah. you know, I was looking at, I was uh, you know, looking at some of my photos in the New Mexico Bowl. And, yeah, there's Shipley right there, too. So, you know, I, I just I, I can't say I, I, I can't agree with any of our fans who are saying, oh, these are traitors and, you know, they're talking about no, loyalty and stuff. I mean, not. these guys, is- four years are solid. And, and, you know, like we said, we have no idea what's going to happen with them, where they end up. And, you know, we can make our, our, our we'll, call, we'll call them quote unquote judgments at the time where, you know, when we find out where they end up. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm you know, I'm wishing both of them the best. You know, hopefully you guys can further your careers somewhere uh hopefully you guys can make some money you know if if these guys go off somewhere and they're making six-figure deals good on them you know because we know that unfortunately being in hawaii they're not as available here you know like they are on the mainland but they're uh, not every i mean it's not like everywhere but hawaii has right. them and the second right. and part like we is said, we have no that's, idea that's yeah. on the school as well to not have more partners mm-hmm. in the business community when we were in wyoming they're on lock, the guys who are, you know, a part of that school. And it's Laramie. Laramie is like a tiny town in Wyoming. A town. Yeah, walk from one end to the other. I literally walked from one end to the other, okay? And to be honest, we found some fun things to do. So go back and listen to the episode. But, you know, I, I think that people don't, you know, have that perspective thing. Like, poor old Hawaii, like, our numbers match up to the rest of the Mountain West. Who is our peers? Like, Stop, first of all, comparing ourselves to Ohio State or to yeah, Florida. Like, stop. Yeah. Like, that's so dumb. Like, we're never going to be in the conversation for national championship. Five that's star. just the way it's for a mid-major. Five players. Yeah. And five-star players. But I'm saying, like, even if we, we'd have to have the perfect schedule, and even then, Florida State, as we saw, even though I kind of – it's all – yeah, that's a separate topic. But, you know, it's like <laughs> – I, I would have left them out, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a good. Wow. I think there's a good. Yeah, I think there's a really good argument to leave them out. So I don't know why there shouldn't be that much outrage, in my opinion. Either. Strength of schedule, fifty-five. <laughs> but to be honest, like to be honest, it is a stupid system, anyways. Like it's still a flawed system. It's dumb. Right. Yeah. But it's even more stacked against UH. Like we're crying for Florida. Oh my gosh, poor Florida State. Yeah, they're really crying with those millions they're wiping their tears with as they're depositing in their bank accounts. Like. I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for us. I feel bad for you, Wage. Like people just like hey, it, you know, we need the sympathy. Liberty, or oh. Oregon's probably gonna wipe the floor with Liberty. I mean, you and never they, know. Liberty is not, you know, yeah. Liberty can run. They have speed. You know, that's the thing is Liberty has a lot of these guys from the South. They have, you know, like we like guys like Day Day that we had who yeah, are fast, they, but they're you a know, fast team. I watched that game against uh shoot, who do they play? Appalachian State, right? Or yeah. No, yeah. Um yeah, I mean they did really well. So that I don't. Oregon's fast. I'll say that. I mean we watched them in live, and it, it almost felt like they were kind of taking it easy on us for a little bit for some of their play in that first half. But even then, they still scored twenty one in that first five minutes or whatever it was. But you know, I think um, Mexico State. Sorry, yeah. You know, I I think that 
Well, let's look at the roster too as well. Like the quarterback room is now bare and without um, the other two uh, backups this year. Uh, also I think it's good. There's huge opportunities. We can but, get some local quarterbacks to come home. But the one that we saw together, Sean, we were there at, at Punahou um, playing at Milani two years ago when yeah. John Chiave Sangapolotelli was there. And, yeah. you know, Big Balls Pete was there as well, which was his nickname at USC, um, Sean's favorite coach. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, he's good. He, he can make the throws. And I'm yeah. kind of excited. He, you know, obviously, if he didn't stand out maybe this year where a coach wanted to throw him out there, but I'm glad he had a whole year and he didn't lose any eligibility. Um, but yeah, the Alejado would be exciting to come in. He seems to be very confident. Like he has a swag and he's ready to come in and wants to play for the home team. And I think that would be exciting for Hawaii. I think that's really our best way to go is to be that team that um, we are even heavier and more reliant on local players by going after the P5 guys too that might not be you know, that happy, like, local style, like, oh, you know, brother knows this guy who knows this guy, like, oh, how is he doing over there at Virginia or at Tennessee? Like, I never see him on the field, you know, he's, you know, he's thinking about, you know, it's like, obviously, like you said, NLA money is going to make it hard for guys to come down, but if they really are intent on going to, wanting to stand out and get all the reps, like, I really think UH is a great place. I mean, we talk about this with John or Sue all the time. We talk about this um with uh mr tavai um and you know i think that you know those guys and obviously we, with rigoberto sanchez who like we said the kicker is still in the nfl like a lot of these guys just you know did it quietly at uh and they were still found like the, the scouts still were able to find them and i mm-hmm. think that that is you know just the nature of it. the fact is there's only 130 fps teams Believe me, it's not hard to go through 130 websites and look through who are the <laughs> prospects. Like it doesn't take, and these guys have teams of people, so of course they're going to find, and they find guys like we said at FC, FCS level as well. And you see them playing in the in the NFL as well. Like, it, and that's why I, I, with the NIL money, yes, maybe we won't be able to match a lot of P5 teams. We should we try and be on the same level as Mountain West Conference? Yes. We should. And me and Ryan were going through. <laughs> Ryan, explain to them that third party um, NIL site that was like kind of only. Oh, it was like. Uh, <laughs> it was like that site Cameo. You know, you can basically pay people to do some shout outs or posts oh. or social media, stuff like that. It's kind of like uh, our, our ex um, congressman, George Santos, who's running stuff on Cameo for $200. She can give you a shout out. Um, <laughs> of but course, no, he I mean, is. You know, but it was right off, you know, hey, if you looked at the roster of Wyoming, uh, the link was right up there next to their socials. Uh, something easy that Hawaii could do, something free Hawaii could do just to promote their players. And, you know, you can you set your own prices. So whether it's a social media post, whether it's a, a video shout out, an audio shout out. And, you know, these things are small. We have no idea what the revenue is. But, you know, if these kids can make 10, 20, 30 bucks, you know, maybe 100 bucks if you're a starter just by doing some things. Um, I, I don't know what the the requirements or the regulations are around like businesses using it for promotion and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure there's some, you know, small terms and conditions, but yeah, 
you know, stuff like that. That's how, you know, people can help their players out from a legal standpoint with NLI. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. You know, we were looking through some of them. I mean, we do have some Hawaii players on it, remember? Uh, <laughs> Keone Thim is on it. Um, hence, my, hence, hence my reference, but... <laughs> <laughs> But okay, my only reference to the OF is just kind of the way it's set up. But Ryan's right. Like on their roster, as you're looking for a player, it's prominently located the link to this website. And you know, our school announced it, I think, too, like Hawaii signs deal with NIL. So I'm sure the school's getting a cut. So what they're doing, mm-hmm. this third party is letting the player the players go on there, set their own prices, which is great. Um, and then I love that. Yeah people pay directly through the website who gives a cut to the school and a cut to the player. Um, you know, but the schools, it's not like that. Those people are not making money themselves. Those NIL people, but I did like the platform. I thought it was creative. It does give the vibes. It's just very, you know, they, these Gen Z kids, like it's not, it's not new. Like this isn't a uncommon form of, you know, of revenue for, for children. Like they, they understand that, you know, grownups can't, it's hard to make it in the real world and everybody has a side hustle and you're doing things and it's kind of has that vibe, but, um, because it's very casual, I guess the photos, once you go to the website, like the players can do it themselves. So they can make it as casual. They can make it as, um, revealing <clears throat> as, as, as they want Whoa. to, because if they want to get, you know, the clicks, you know, um, boys and girls, you know, like, you know, like, you know, they, they, they want to, they have to, they want to promote themselves, but it's also kind of normal for, which is kind of sad at the same time. I mean, it would have been hard for me to have social media as, as a child and as a middle schooler and as a high school. I'm so <laughs> glad that it didn't come until I was already, you know, like in college. But, um, you know, like they're, they're used to that form of, of self-promotion. You know, like they're used to being able to put themselves out there. So I think it's a great thing. I think it's simple, right? I'm, I'm sure they made it very easy for them. I hope I'm, we don't know what the cut is. I hope the cut is, right. is generous for the kids considering like um you know they're not asking for very much if they said ten dollars for you know like a birthday shout out video like i mean i hope they're getting at least you know five of those ten dollars but i could see like maybe you know the then taking a 25 percent cut at maybe maybe more and then like maybe sending the school a little bit but you know i think that every school can have that tool that's just one tool so this is a third party website anybody can create there's no and anyone could create this business mm-hmm. sign deals with schools who then can feed tunnel funnel their players basically to your websites very efficiently um i don't know yeah we 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 should follow we should talk to some of those athletes ryan to find out like because there was a few right from mm-hmm. hawaii even yeah um Becky Pays, Stephen McBride's on there. We got some older, you know, players, Cortez Davis, uh, you know, Moosau's on there. Uh, I just, unfortunately, they don't have Hawaii listed as a team on there yet. And, uh, but I was looking through because I just searched Hawaii. Well, you know, just shocking uh, considering how awesome our marketing <laughs> part. You know, Keonile Akana, you know, that, uh, that girl mm-hmm. who plays for Texas on the volleyball team, right? Her minimum listing's $168. Wow. she's playing for one of the top volleyball teams in the country but shout out to her i mean if she's you know making a few okay these, let's let's you know. let's talk about the obvious you know elephant in the room like the people are talking about are all like have a level of attraction you know as well which yeah. it is kind of problematic in a way like the way it's set up like but at the same time and kind of strange like you don't know who's like asking like these random beach volleyball players for like shout outs and i don't know like i like 
it's just asking for something to happen to it because it's still like the wild west like we don't have any real restrictions right it's like mm-hmm. anything can happen so i'm just I mean, saying, there's like, a lot of just like you know sports action photos and a lot of, i mean a lot of it's just stuff in your you know college gear um i see where you're going way and where this could easily <laughs> yeah, escalate um slippery you know, for the most part, yeah it definitely yeah, is uh, very slippery you know <laughs> But, you know, I just, on, on the business side, I, I see it where easily, you know, we talk about, you know, businesses not having NLI options because they don't have the money. You know, some of these like appearances, right? Hey, getting someone to go to your restaurant and show up and maybe they're signing autographs for kids or, you know, big city diner, right? They do these little away game stuff. Spend 50 bucks, you know, yeah. and, and get like a, a player from, you know, volleyball to show up during a football game or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like some of the yeah. off season. Yeah, yeah. You know, Actually, that's not a bad idea. Really how the about. how the how the volleyball team, like you're saying, is doing with like having a player there and sitting at the table. Maybe it's like at a big city yeah. diner where you have players and you're paying for their meal, basically right. um, sitting there. You know what I mean? Which is not going to be a violation. Which is going to be like, you know, whatever the way they do it through big city. But um, no, I think like that's that's the kind of fan experience that would be um, that could tie into these yeah. initiatives. You know, but I'm saying for the player, since we're talking about, this is a kind of a related subject, but it kind of annoys me when people are like, the fans don't donate enough. Like, no, we don't, we need more fans. Like, we need more fans and then fans to donate. Like, yeah. I get it. I think donating is a part of it, but donating, I said, buy season tickets. Buy yeah. season tickets. That's a donation. You need more buy-in and then you'll get more buy-in. That's a buy-in. Yeah, that's a buy-in because yeah. it's a donation and you're saying, I trust you for this whole year. Like, and let's be quite frank, very few... There's no like value advantage to buying season tickets for anything UH unless maybe men's volleyball or something. Let's be quite, and that's only for like maybe the best seats. And I'm not saying like if you want to scalp them, I'm just saying like for qual for as many for the quality and even for men's volleyball, the quality of matches is going down. The quality Wrong. of opponents is really going down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even a team that I used to destroy in College Sacred Heart, they're on the schedule. But um, you know, like I I think that for you know the nil portion since we're kind of talking about that right now yes maybe fans who have businesses can be more creative but they don't know maybe these third-party sites we can teach you know because i know like ryan kalesuji he had his business his rk media business rk um t i believe is his name of his company um and everybody knows him from you know his reporting with volleyball and spectrum and everything else um and he's a great journalist and he's a business person. So he's in, you know, into everything, but he also sees the potential into NIL and he had some of the volleyball players, but I'm not sure what their agreement was. Like nobody's public. That's what I'm saying. In the wild West, who knows what the agreements are? Like nobody's like, there's no like standard agreement. Like even on this website, these kids are making up their own prices. And like, I don't know. That website is just interesting. Like, like honestly when we found it even uh, we were like what like this seems <laughs> this seems crazy but at the same time it makes sense and yes i could it's efficient but i don't know i've never seen it being advertised what's the name of it first of all right what's the name of the open endorse open endorse okay so yeah, open doors it's open doors oh open doors open doors yeah yeah but it it's like, I, have we ever seen Open Doors at UH? Have we ever seen them say, hey, go check out opendoors.com and get your play, player, favorite player to get... That's what I'm saying. Are are they actively trying? No. And that's like, 
so how does it all they all they're doing is letting these players upload their content to mm -hmm. their website basically so i'm saying like they all of course they have something in it for them as well um which is not surprising it's capitalism but um we also have to if these are kids these are children mm -hmm. like these are kids yeah. so uh, we have to be careful well, as well i started scrolling down we actually have a lot more football players than i thought on here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shager's on here, Farrell, Kuali Nishigai is on here, Kahahave Welch. I mean, but yeah, it, there's no there's no link from our website, though. That's the thing that's yeah. hilarious. And because we don't have a team listing, you literally have to search Hawaii on there. And, the, and what's even tougher is that, you know, Hawaii just shows up if, you know, they're from Hawaii. That's why you see a lot yeah. of the players yeah. up top. Yeah, they're on you know bigger mainland teams and why yeah. is Jay Quan Griffin and from Hawaii? Is he transferring to Hawaii or something? He's no in the idea. Hawaii football search. Well, I if you search Hawaii football, um, it shows like so many. Okay, Damari Banks, sixteen dollars. Kilo, oh no, Kilohana, he he went. Um, I I mean this is interesting to see. But you're right. Like they, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't ever. Yeah, there's four. If you just type in Hawaii, there's 409 results. Um, Drew mm -hmm. Bugs, okay. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. She's still um, playing. Grace Monahan, who plays for North Carolina State, who's a swimmer. She's literally on the beach in her bikini in her main. I mean, I'm just saying, like, okay, it's interesting. Um, but who else are the boys from our team? I'm trying to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, McBride's on there. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's always when it comes to a search engine, right? Like, how well do they parse things? Yeah, and, and it's not even parsed well. Yeah, Stephen McBride is on uh, here. Winden yeah, Hoogooli yeah. is on here. Mackenzie Barnes is on here for football. Um, Malik Houseman. Yeah. Darius Musa so, from twenty three. But yeah, you know, if you guys are listening out there, and this is. You know, something you might be interested in. Yeah, go spend 10 bucks and go get a shout out from someone or get a social media post. And, you know, here's a free right. way to support her, you know, when people are talking about it, right? Yeah, if you want to be NIL, yeah. right? If you want to say, like, you know, you're, you're supporting NIL. If you want to help support the program. <laughs> but, I mean, it bothers, like, people don't have to be millionaire or, like, donating way more than they need to. Like, if you if, if you are... You know, if you have, you're, we're, we're investing money in the leadership for a reason. They have six-figure incomes, um, you know, for a reason. There's a reason why you're getting paid that much money. You're supposed to be bringing that much back or if not more. And we're constantly in the red. That's why it's like we're performing in the red every year anyway. So what's the point of having, mm -hmm. you know, innovation when it doesn't matter? Of course. Right. Like, and it's not abnormal for a state to be the largest, you know, um, supporter of a program. That's like very normal for most state programs. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people are like in Hawaii, like that's just normal. Like we just are losing. The fact is we're losing fans every year. That cannot, I mean, and people think that that's, and yes, I mean, casual fans, we're losing even the casual fans every year and not just mm -hmm. the, the hardcore ones, but we have a hardcore ones that are for, first of all dying, which is crazy and horrible to think, but Oh, your son is on here, but he spelled his last name wrong. It's just Choi, not Choi Sue. So, did you know that he was on here, Andrew, Ryan? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just going through a roster. Um, 
I had, and this is, I don't know if you want to have this, you know, me calling me a bad fan. I had no idea we had four place kickers on our roster. I mean, what do you call, yeah, I mean, yeah, like guys that I don't think really played. You know, we might be okay to replace someone, you know, Kanze Matsuzawa from Japan is a junior. So, and and he probably has an extra year because, I, you know, he didn't play this year. So, yeah, he could probably have two more years. Um, We have another kicker who's 6'4 and 155. (laughs) But I'm glad he's a kicker. Yeah. Oh, wait. Some of these guys might have been auto-created in this open doors thing, too. I was like, reading some of that, too, because some have not claimed yeah. profiles. That's I why saw. I said the claim profiles. I was like, what is going yeah. on? Are they just, like, creating profiles? Like, that's what I'm saying. There's some uh, problematic issues with this website. And, like, when we hear of deals, and I know of personal, like, you know, $6 million quarterback deals in the SEC. But I'm saying, like, that's abnormal. Like, people have to stop acting like they're all so expensive. They're all going to, like... They all have to play somewhere. They all want to play in the NFL. Like, that's still the goal. Like, you yeah. still have a job. Like, the best ones are going to attract the money. You're not going to get the best ones anyway. You're not going to get the best ones anyway. So, yeah. let's be honest. Stop acting like we are challenging freaking LSU for quarterback. Calm down. We're not. We never were anyway. So, if they give them money, what do you think is going to change? Like, that's why people act like we. it's already – the cards are already stacked against – mid-majors in college football already so what's the point you know like we have to make it and that's the thing UH is fighting relevancy it's fighting itself really more Mm -hmm. than anything did you guys happen to see and I'm bringing this up uh that fortune article about the pay proposal from the NCAA that uh came out yesterday oh they're gonna they want to pay them on the back end like the $30,000 thing that they want to yeah yeah I mean, that could be an interesting, and it's like we talked about, it's just a, it's a wealth gap thing, but essentially creating the P5. And, and you know, the thing is, is that if, if they can create this tier, you could see some of the bigger group of five schools who have the money. Um, I was going to say SMU, but they're already going to the ACC, but, you know, schools like that, that have these big endowments. But yeah, so the requirement would be, you have to offer at least half your athletes a payment of at least 30 grand a year through a trust fund. Um you know, and that could be per grand a year for at least half your athletes. But no, I wasn't talking about the, the financial side. I'm just talking about from a, a conference and competition side. That's a you know. no, for sure, for sure. But I, I, but my point, I think, still remains. Like, when did you think? When did you folks in the world think that the P5 and mid majors gap was ever going to be? It never is ever. It, it's never going. It's just. You know, it was never going to. Close. It was always going to widen. It was just at what yeah. point does it even widen even more? And that's this is. But step, it's irrelevant. You know? It's so irrelevant now. It's like on its way to infinity. Like uh, exponentially. Like we, it's exponentially. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's exponential at this point. Things are irrelevant at a certain point. Like I said, the fact that UH loses money every year and still pays generous salaries to its staff, its administration, losing money in the red as a public institution. And people are like, well, the, the, the public has to fill the gap. And I see the public could if there were more fans. But it's not going to be filled by casual fans. If you were saying, yes, that you, if it was like an agreement, like $70 per game, which is a donation to the program, generously mm-hmm. given by Spectrum, that would make more sense. Like you're forcing people maybe to pay this donation. 
But it's not. That money is literally dead. And what, those people aren't donating? Those people who already who had paid $500 worth of pay-per-view games aren't donating, which they are. Like my grandpa. <laughs> On paper, yeah. technically, yeah, they're not. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, anytime you donate to a third party, you're technically not donating to the school. And But at the same time, there are a lot of residual and, you know, um, peripheral ways of earning income now for schools as well. You just need to be creative to take advantage of those levers that you can pull now and, and play with. That's the only difference. Like everyone's like, we're in a sinking ship, which we are. Um, but at the same time, like battling relevancy, which means basically, you know, staying in the public eye might be harder than, you know, even winning the Mountain West. Because winning the Mountain West probably wouldn't make us relevant. It probably still won't fill our stadium in 2028. Like, I, I don't see how we, you know, I think a new stadium would bring more people for sure. But mm -hmm. I, don't think, I don't see us growing other than the fact unless we open a new stadium. And even then, so I don't know how many season tickets we would sell, to be honest. I mean, just because we're opening a new stadium doesn't mean we're going to, you know, obviously look at this year's season tickets. I got to pick basically, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not even, I mean, I've been a season ticket holder for 17 seasons now, I guess. Um, so I kind of earned my stripes, but still, I mean, I'm shocked at how many seats I was able to buy that were pretty great seats and still have my front row seat right on the, you know, the tunnel. Like I think those are pretty... You know, and I think that shows just some of the attrition of some of the fans, but that's more important to me. But I, you know, that's to me that if people are going to games, that shows the healthiness of a program more than how what's how many you know wins are you right. getting and how many people are donating. It's like how many people actually mm -hmm. support your program? How many people care? Period. Just care. You know, like, and it's nice when people ask what the score is. Like, oh, you go to a lot of UH games. Yeah, how have they been? Like. Eventually, people are not going to ask anymore. Like, they're just not going to care. Like, they're going to forget the team exists. And that's the thing. That's why I'm saying they're not relevant. When on a Saturday, they're not disrupting traffic, it's not relevant. That's one way they stayed relevant. Like, oh, that smoke coming up from Halava, that's just, you know, people tailgating. It's a UH football day. Who are they playing today? Like, yep. you know, it was like a thing to talk about. And now it still is, but more hushed, right? Like, people talk about or people talk about in you know, gambling context or something like, you know, it's like stuff that has nothing to do with, to me, the health of the program, which is more important. And I, you know, that's why it was nice to get a win like that on senior night. That feels good. It makes everybody feel good. You know, like all the supporters, it makes a win means the wins mean more when you, when you lose more frequently, the wins have a lot more significance. So it's almost like you still get to feel all those feelings because it was a great and it was a great one to go out on. And I think positive for Coach Chang, but I think the program is a few, his team is a few steps behind, but the program is still kind of stagnant right now, if not moving backwards. And that's for reasons that Coach Chang doesn't really have control of. And but I think his, his, com his comment today was we'll, we'll be okay with Shager leaving. So, was that his whole comment, or was that the only part that was taken out? I mean, that was, only, well, that was the only thing that I read, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We'll like, okay. I mean, but who else, who knows what else he said, you know what I mean? Like, after that or before that. Um, I doubt he was that glib. Like, how do you feel? We'll be okay. Okay, bye, peace. Like, this is over. Like, I'm sure he gave context to that statement, but um, I think we would be okay. I, I, I don't think, I think yeah. that Shipley is a loss because of who Shipley was. I think it's important to recognize his 
his skill. Not to say that we don't recognize Braden Shaker's skill, but mm-hmm. he was improving. But I think that we have other options. I think Coach Chang has two solid local kids that are on the roster still, and he also has a chance mm-hmm. to go out and find a wild card and somebody he can have fun Absolutely. with. And he, I, that's what I like yeah. to see him do. It's just he had one this year, right? And Dalen and Morris, and sometimes he didn't take advantage of him when he could have. Sometimes yeah. he did. He tried to use him more. I, I give him that. He tried to use him mm-hmm. more in third down situations, you know, as, as well. But like I said, I would love to see him go back to using more. I mean, that's what I was saying. My offensive player of the year might be our receiver, our halfback throw for a touchdown. <laughs> or where did he line up? <laughs> in the spot? Um, a receiver, whatever, you know. Oh, UNLV? Um, no, no, the game that um, – well, no, that game too, but the game at home. Okay, that game was a, uh, a throwback. <laughs> Did we do a flea flicker at home or was that a throwback? Because I thought it was a flea oh, flicker at the live, right. but I think it was the last time we just got. Um, and like, yeah, that Elijah Morris, I thought that was a good choice um, because he made a huge mm-hmm. defensive play. That was the biggest defensive plays of the year for sure. Um, also, um, the the kind, the sauce, Williams. Sauce is yeah. yeah, I mean. I love that one. I mean, that mm-hmm. was big for the game as well. That's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. For the game as well, those were huge plays. Not just for the for the season, but for the moment and what what they caused. So, I mean, going through you know all the games this past year, and you know the fact that I went to all of them once again. Um, but Ryan went to a lot of them as well this year, right? Ryan, how many uh-huh. did you end up going to? Well, you missed some home games. <laughs> I, don't know. I went to five aways and four at home. Oh my uh, gosh, you actually did go to more away games than home yeah. games. Yeah, I was. Remember, I was in a I was oh. in Japan for the Albany game. That's and then right. I was in Texas right. for the Air Force game. So that's freaking yeah. hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. But I mean, you mm-hmm. know, looking back, yes, there was some really low points of the season for sure. And and the thing is, this the the team success or lack thereof can have an effect on the overall health of the program for sure. But um, we do need to just remember that there is a bigger thing at play in terms of you know how we run the program and how we are trying to grow it because we do need more fans to support but we do need to grow the fan base first as well it's like you know a certain presidential candidate who told everybody to give what, 17 dollars um you know like you just start with a little bit and have a lot of people give a little bit rather than a few people give a lot like it's pretty simple if you want to grow a, a you know a war chest and at UH, they need to get better growth building if they, with their non-elite, you know, rich boosters. You're going to have to have a better relationship. You know, I think that's going to come with finding ways. Like I said, this NIL might be one way, but there's there's a lot of ways. Like, And in Hawaii, people love to support. You just have to, you know, mm-hmm. let them. And we're seeing it with the men's volleyball team, especially with how you know, the proximity that a lot of the boosters get to have. That's why they went to Japan. That's why they, they provide mm-hmm. meals. That's a part of their mm-hmm. experience too. Of course, they're doing a lot and I give them a huge hand because they're spending money too, those boosters. But yeah. they love being around that. Can you imagine being around your favorite mm-hmm. team, getting to hang around them, you know? And maybe you are paying for a meal at one of the at one of the donors and um, restaurants and you have that experience of being able to sit with them and get to know them just like, you know, the volleyball players do at their banquet. Um, but I, I, I think we did a lot. Uh, we, we discussed, you know, I, and I think Shager, obviously, it is a little bit concerning just because he is a quarterback. So when people see that, um, you know, other, we'll have to see how the rest of his teammates, how many more enter the portal. I'm sure it's not 
Powell yet, unfortunately, because we're just starting. But at the same time, I think um, our coaching staff, I, you know, I have trust in them that they know the stakes are high, at least for this year and this offseason. Like, I think Coach Chang, when he talked to us, you know, me, you, I, and walking off the field, right? He told us, like, we need to yeah. help to build the program. And um, I mean, we are, we're mm-hmm. doing as much as we can, Coach. But you know, <laughs> at the same time, you know, like, you know, we we do need to all pitch in in different ways, too. But money is not the only way. We don't, There's other ways to donate. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go to yeah. every game. And I don't even think, you know, like, I think it, it's great to have fans. I think I really believe in fan support and the morale of it mm-hmm. um, as well. And I think, you know, all local people, especially when we see transplants coming out to games, it's because of my, their relationship with Hawaii and how much they love the team. Like, that's still, even if they've mm-hmm. never gone to a game in 20 years, you know, they'll be there on the road. So I think that says something. Uh, but anything left, guys, to add any shout-outs? Well, I've got to shout-out Fuchsia, I guess, even though, you know, I've been going to a lot of games and did a lot of little um, South Bay, Los Angeles-type things. I, I'm like, I, I, you know, as we discover things, whether you, it's you folks or Fuchsia, I always, you know, it's a part of my ground research, too, because um, I love to change it up when we go on tours. And South Bay, Los Angeles, Hermosa, Manhattan in particular, which the two of us did some restaurants and a really good... Um, uh, fusion like sushi place um, that's really good like truffle fried rice too, but, um, anyways um, you know like that's a part of the, the fan experience at Hawaii Sports Fans um, that you know that's the detail because we, we don't just eat at any kind of places Sean knows you know we want to make the experience um, and Ryan knows as well we want to make the experience I want people to talk about it you know I want it to be like a reason we went there and that's a lot of pressure on me, but I I do it for because but you deliver. I do, I do deliver mm-hmm. because it's fun. I know if there's a story, right? It's all about storytelling, and that's what we're doing here as well. Um, but mahalo for joining us, like we said every week. Please continue to follow, like, um, follow us on Instagram, like us on Instagram because you know we're gonna try and charge that up even more um, and get people excited for next year's tours and um, big men's volleyball season coming up as well, which we're all excited for another tour there um even a japanese baseball tour so um go check that out hisportsfans.com it's kind of a work in progress right now we're doing some end of the year housekeeping um but mahalo for all your support and for sean iman and ryan see you this is wayne Cueto. Well, take care guys go both go both so what's so different about hawaii sports fans Hey guys, this is Wayne Cueto, and that's a question I get asked a lot, and it's a fair one. There are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road, get you game tickets, transportation, airfare, and hotel. Yes, we can do all of that too. But the difference here is an extra layer of detail, an extra layer of personalization, an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else. Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only two to four even. It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're going to give you that experience. We're going to give you a foodie adventure. We're going to make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always going to be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I can just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we want to make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. But we're proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at HISportsFans.com. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.